Hello, this is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Hello, and welcome back to Executive Presence Morsels. This is episode 228. I can't believe we're over 200 episodes, well on our way to my commitment from last year of recording a daily weekday episode every day, every weekday for a year, no pauses for vacations or holidays. So we're almost there. I believe July 5th, 4th or 5th um, should be the one-year anniversary, so we're pretty darn close. Well, this is interview week, and today we're going to talk about what I like to call knock something loose, right? So if you're giving an interview of someone, whether it's for work and they just ask you to interview someone on a a panel, um, whether you're interested in doing a podcast um, or any sort of situation where um, you're more the facilitator, right? You're not the subject matter expert, but you're kind of keeping the conversation going and, and maybe helping draw out and frame the information for others um, of the person who's the main guest or person that you're interviewing. You want to really make the most of that person's time, right? Your job is not to look good, but to do what you can to make the other person look good, but more importantly, um, for them to share in a way that is most impactful to the audience that meets the goals of why they're being interviewed at all, right? I mean, that's the key. The key is why have you two been brought together? What is the audience really meant to get? And what would be that outsized value that would be delivered because you're interviewing them? And how do you, as a great interviewer, as a great facilitator, encourage, help, enable that to happen. Because obviously, you're not the one delivering the content, you're just the interviewer. So by knock something loose, I mean, make something happen during the interview, right? A lot of times, uh, a guest will ask for the questions uh, ahead of time, and it just feels so forced, right? Like someone in, um, uh, what's it called, someone in the press office, or their publicist has prepared responses, or Um, sometimes this is worse, like they're so used to being interviewed, they have like the same stock responses that if you go on YouTube or, you know, go to their press page and go to any of their other videos or podcasts, they're basically giving the same exact answers over and over and over again. Don't get me wrong. They're usually great answers with great stories. And, you know, we can't expect people to deliver a a brand new insight or idea every single time. That's not realistic. However, when it becomes formulaic, when they just dial it in, when it's the same exact thing that, you know, your audience could have gotten somewhere else, so they probably don't realize that just yet, you're not really making the most of your interviewer opportunity, and you're not really getting the most for your audience. Because remember, it's, it's about your audience. It's not about you. It's not about the guest. It's about serving the audience in your capacity as an interviewer. So one way you can really knock something loose and make something happen is by asking an unexpected question, right? I don't mean like an ambush question or like a embarrassing question. It can just be something that they don't quite expect you to ask or don't quite expect to be asked on a typical 
podcast. Like, for instance, you know, what I like to ask sometimes in this vein is, how are you feeling? And why are you feeling it? Right? That's the question I've started asking on C-Suite, which is a leadership podcast I do for Alpha New Jersey. We have amazing guests, CEOs, board members, entrepreneurs, anyone who supports diversity and, you know, with a focus on um, a lot of uh, folks who are in Alpha, which is an organization for Latino professionals. Um, but also we have non-Latinos as well. Uh, and to ask someone, how do you feel and why are you feeling it, right? Not as a rhetorical question, but actually being concerned and wanting to know if they're feeling good, if they're feeling down. I mean, how often do you sincerely get asked that question? More often, it's just rhetorical. And it's usually not how are you feeling? It's like, how are you doing? And how would you respond to that? I am doing fine, doing good. Yeah, it's great. Weather's nice. Had a good weekend. It doesn't really, it's, it, it's just, it's not trivial, but it's just, it's nothing unexpected, right? It's just social graces and it doesn't allow for anything deeper uh, to happen or rather rather it doesn't really facilitate anything deeper uh, happening in and of itself. The other thing you can do is uh, in addition to asking an unexpected question, you can ask an unexpected twist on a question. Um, another thing just as an example that, that I like to do sometimes is you know I like to ask people um, when, they knew that they were meant to be more, right? Like when they made that shift at some point in childhood or even adulthood to realize like, hey, you know, I'm meant to be doing something more. I'm not just a drone. I'm not just a worker. Um, I'm actually meant to serve or do something greater. And one of the ways um, I do that is I set up the question by asking them about their favorite childhood memory or song or something that brings them back to their childhood. And I kind of take them in the time machine back to when they were that age. And then I follow up by saying, you know, okay, I'm picturing you, you know, in the kitchen with your grandma, like, you know, listening to the chopping and hearing the music in the background, you know, and when did you know that you were meant to be more, right? To really kind of move them unexpectedly, right? How often does that happen? Like people in an interview ask us to go into our past or into our childhood. So these are just examples. It's, you know, whatever is appropriate or whatever makes sense for you in terms of your style, your organization, and what would be appropriate for the person that you're interviewing. It's going to make a huge difference in the quality of the interview. And your guests, I can tell you from experience, will respond differently because they'll be like, oh, this is unexpected, right? Even if you are still asking the standard questions and they have the questions ahead of time, you can kind of twist it a little bit to really engage with them in a way that knocks something loose that is not quite the typical, um, boring, uh, sterilized version of the question where you just go from question to question. So another question we have for you is, what are the three greatest lessons that you would share with professionals today? <sighs> I'm already asleep, right? I mean, it's a great question and it leads to great insights, but it's just so expected. It's so cliche. They've probably been asked that question if they're a certain type of presenter or um, expert a hundred times. People really, well, I would say a lot of people <laughs> are actually want to hear an original question, right? They want to be asked something that engages them and, and doesn't automatically send them into, you know, robot mode where they're just regurgitating the same answer that they gave 
um, a bunch of times uh, already. Now, some people, maybe that's their thing, um, but I would say a lot of people are actually thirsting for something unexpected, thirsting for something original. So if you knock something loose, you'll get a much more intriguing and impactful interview for your audience. And again, I cannot stress this enough. It's all about the audience. I have trouble with this. It's not about you, right? It's not about you, Joe. It's about the audience. And it's also not about the interviewer, although, of course, you want to treat them graciously. Um, you want to honor them because, you know, they're, um, you know, spending their time and, and being there for you to interview them. However, ultimately, the key is the audience and not anyone else. So the next time, uh, you know, uh, you're interviewing someone or you're meeting with someone, try this, right? It doesn't even have to be an interview. Ask something a little bit unexpected. See if you can knock something loose and see where that takes you. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. This is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode, brought to you by our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You've been preparing for this your entire life. Your blood, sweat, and tears have truly paid off and brought you to this moment. You are highly skilled, highly recommended, and highly motivated. You step into the arena and suddenly... Oh, come on. Not this again. Ever show up someplace you're supposed to be, deserve to be, ready to excel? only to be met by a person who is surprised you're you and not someone else? Most leadership training for underrepresented professionals doesn't address the unique context of being in an environment where your advancement is still considered an anomaly. The Thrive Guide is designed to deliver strategies to address your unique challenges, such as overcoming negative preconceptions, how to get the best opportunities, dealing with disrespectful behavior, and more. By the end of this course, you'll have a guide to thrive, not just in some promise tomorrow, but wherever you choose to be today. Let's get thriving. Welcome to Executive Presence Morsels interview week. It's one of my favorite topics. I love interviewing people, um, especially on the C-Suite podcast, which I host for Alpha New Jersey, like Executive Presence Morsels. It's on Anchor FM. You can also find it uh, on Apple. And we just have some amazing, amazing guests, CEOs, board members, entrepreneurs, chief diversity officers, just amazing, amazing guests. Anyone who uh, we would consider more at the executive level 
and who is a strong supporter, ally of diversity. So if you haven't checked it out, I highly encourage you to check it out. The uh, content of these guests and the insights that they give as experienced professionals, I just count myself as so lucky that I can speak to them directly and hear this. And I'm very pleased that we get to broadcast this out um, on behalf of Alpha New Jersey and share it with folks like you. So please check it out um, if you're interested. So today we're going to talk about um, something that I am so happy to have realized and discovered, uh, not something I invented, but it was just kind of like an aha moment where I was like, wait a second, this could really make a difference. And I call this set the... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to be with you again. Join us next time for another tasty Executive Presence Morsel.